yesterday and we're back in the u.s we have a special guest for you uh all of you guys know that we follow all things 90 day fiance including love in paradise and we have the lovely talented and smart and beautiful dr april in the house april hi. hello Welcome. hi hi thank you so much for having me thank you for joining us so first of all, love the background, the sunny skies. Thank you. It's Houston, Texas. I love it. <laughs> so gorgeous, gorgeous views. So listen, girl, we're going to get into some nitty gritty here. But first, for those of you guys who are caught up, we know that uh, Love in Paradise ended uh, recently. And we kind of feel like it ended on a little bit of a cliff note, maybe a cracked open door, uh, lost relationships. Let's just really jump into it. So April, I know that you met Valentine at the gym in the DR. One of the questions I had, and I know that the fans have had as well, is how often were you going to the Dominican Republic before you met him? Uh, so when I met him, that was my first time. So it was January of last year and I was there for a birthday party. So that was my first time. And after that, I went obviously a lot of times. So, yeah. Okay. And will you still go to the DR because you have business there? I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet. Um, I am not inclined to go back right now. I think that I have decided to shift gears um, with the business. So it doesn't really, I don't really need to go back as much as I thought I would need to. Okay. Now, before we get into your whole shebang, because I, I, I really did <laughs> write a lot of notes. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your your dating history. Because when mm -hmm. I saw Mike come up and, you know, he's your business partner with the luxury cars and all of that stuff. When I saw him come up and I saw you guys interact, I felt like that is the type of relationship that you should be in where it's like power couple, making power moves, understanding each other on the same level. So talk to us a little bit about your dating history. So I've always dated professionals and I've always dated older. So when I was in my 20s, I was dating 30s, 30s, 40s and 50s. So I've always dated older and professional, uh, whether doctors, lawyers, business owners, just people who are professional men. Um, so entering into any type of entering into a relationship with Valentine was obviously very different and it was a big risk. And Mike warned me a lot. <laughs> um and turns out he was right, but um, but that's typically the type of men I've dated in the past. Okay, so with Valentine, was it because he was a hottie hottie two by four that caught your attention? Let's be real, girl. Okay, yeah, no, he's cute, girl. No, he looks good, uh, especially with the shirt off. But I've dated men that look good. I think what happened is I was traveling there often and it just felt like it. he just allowed me to just be free and be myself. But, and then of course there were a lot of promises 
on the front end of the relationship that weren't fulfilled that ultimately resolved resulted in the relationship just dismantling at its core but um but no i mean like we used to talk all the time we were on the same page we had you know we shared a lot of our goals with each other and what he presented in the beginning was just a little different than what i saw like after one year so how are you on the same page though because you know we all know how it is to be in our 20s as you know we grow into our 30s so he was what 26 so he was 26, I'm 38. So I think that a, women get a lot of pushback when we date younger, as opposed to when men date younger. I agree so, with you, but it's not that that I'm wondering. I'm wondering, because I think that you can be at any age and be on the same yeah. page. And I think That's that true. men uh, date younger all the time. I think women can date younger or older or whatever, whatever is the connection. So I guess my question to you is what, did you feel that was on the same page with him? Like, was it the way he treated you, the, the communication? Yeah. yeah, 100%. So we're not on the same page in terms of career. So that's the obvious, right? We don't make the same amount of money. We don't have the same level of education. But when it came to what we were looking for in a relationship, you know, having someone to talk to, having someone to vent to, having someone to share your, your end of day with, having someone to hold you at night, having someone just there, I think he was a great companion mm-hmm. okay. for, you know, a long time until, you know, things didn't work out and until it was just over. So those so people I think that watch yeah. Okay. Those people yeah. that watch my show, uh, I talk about relationships a lot. And I say there are four things that you have to have that serious conversation before you enter into a relationship. So the first thing is sex. How often do you want sex? What do you? What are your sexual expectations? Because as you're in a long-term relationship, one person can't be like, oh, I love to have sex all the time. And the other person's like, oh, I can take it or I can leave it. The second thing is money, finances. How do you spend money? How do you save money? What do you expect moving forward in holding up a household? That type of thing. Mm-hmm. The third thing is children do you want children do you not want children are you gonna want children in the future or are you never gonna want children and the fourth thing is faith or and religion do you believe do you not believe do you if we have kids what do you want our kids to believe so those are the core foundational questions did you have that conversation with valentine so sex money <laughs> um religion what was the third fourth children Children. Yes. Yes. We had that conversation. We did. We did. We aligned well with religion. He was never pushy. We certainly aligned well with intimacy, how I refer to it. Um, There were some bumps when it came to children, because what wasn't shown in the show is that he already has two children. And I didn't know about the second at first. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't learn about the second until maybe probably too late. Let's just say that. And I was, we broke up actually because of that. Cause I don't typically date people with multiple children from multiple women. And it oh, was Lord. so hostile. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, that we decided not to disclose that on the show. Um, but he wants more children. I decided to hold off with 
I didn't want to, I didn't want him to think I was ready to have children with him. It's not that I don't want to have children. It's just that I don't feel that I was ready to commit to having children with him. He's very far from him ever being worthy of being my child's father. Like that's just not even a conversation that we could have. And so what, what do you think his end goals were? So he's a fitness trainer. Does he want to like open a gym out there? What, I mean, 26, and I'm not judging. I'm just, I'm just stating facts. So 26, no. and two kids, two baby mamas, and obviously like a family that he's very close to. What did he tell you his goals were? So we talked about a number of different things. Um, opening a gym there. I didn't support that. That's something that he wanted to do. Um, we talked about him doing more things in the music industry, which I had tried to set that up for him and just trying to set up a business structure in the DR. And that's where the car business came in. So I was setting up a business structure so that when I'm there, one, I'm making money and two, it provided him a way to make money as well as having an invested interest in the company itself. So he would have been able to financially support not just himself, but a household. Um, but he didn't play his cards right. So we're here now. So what? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Is your future looking like April? My future is looking bright. I mean, obviously, I'm going to continue to thrive in business and medicine, but I'm still looking for Mr. Right. And after this experience, what does Mr. Wright look like to you now? Mr. Wright looks like older. Okay. Definitely much older, uh, older than me, let me say that. Um, Someone who is emotionally intelligent, that's important for me. Um, I'm not gonna say somebody to speak English because I think that's just like, you know, you got to be able to communicate. And I I had discussed this with Alex very early, right? That communication is important, which is why we agreed that he would learn English, right? Because if you're going to come here, I just feel like our culture, American culture is just not as, they don't give grace to many foreigners, right? They're, we're kind of, not we, but some people seem to be really tough on foreigners. And so he agreed and, you know, he was going to learn English. And so, Obviously, someone that can speak English, obviously someone that is financially stable and um, someone that just has good energy. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. We have Tanya in the live chat. She did want to say hi. So hi, Dr. Carter. Hi. Um, Okay, so I'm going to ask you a hard question. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, this whole germ situation and 
uh, how Valentine said you were going to meet the underworld. Uh, do you want to talk about how, do you think it was a bit disrespectful on your part uh, going into someone's home and uh, also dealing with like OCD and being a germaphobe? Do you think that you were a little disrespectful at his parents, his mom's house? So I'm going to ask, I'm going to answer the question in two parts. Okay. We have what took place, what actually took place, right? Being there all day, spending the entire day. Was there anything that was off? Was the energy off? No, we had a great day. There was nothing rude, nothing disrespectful. Everything that happened, Valentini gave me permission. He was on board. We knew we had something exciting and fun and entertaining. So, no, not at all. Um, when it came to bringing cleaning supplies to their house, he knew that's what, what he, he, yeah, that, that was planned. I, I didn't, I don't bring cleaning supplies to people's homes. I mean, but this is a show. Do you want to be entertained or not? And so I think people get that. Um, and the second part that I feel like I disrespect what was shown on TV, I was concerned when I started to see the comments. Uh, and I didn't know maybe after the show aired that people were having this idea of who I was, which was very negative and not at all who I am, and that raised concerns. So I texted Valentina, I texted my sister, and said, you know, based off of what I'm reading online and what I'm seeing on TV, I may have come across as disrespectful and rude, and that's not my intent. It's, it, I'm not a, a disrespectful person. And he said, no, absolutely not. You're fine. You're not. We had a great time. I'm not upset. His sister said she's fine. She's no, she's like, I can't use certain words because yeah, I'm still in a contract. But they were like, no, we're, we're good. We're fine. Like there's no, it's, it's a show. And, and this is just how this is the outcome of, you know, how they right, this is the outcome of the, of the edits. Okay, right. that's fair. Now, if, if Valentine would have came out to me and said, you know, I really was bothered by what you did, uh, then it would have been something different. I would have, you know, offered a formal apology. But if the people who are closest to me saying that, no, we're fine, then I don't think I owe anybody, you know, Tammy in North Carolina an apology. Like, I don't even know you. But if the people... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, that's what's important, you know. <laughs> Everybody was just like, "Oh my god, she's she's so disrespectful." That being, I was like, "Wow, like I don't even know you people. Like you're just this is manufactured drama that's we're bringing to you for entertainment." Yeah, I mean, do, do you want it or not? Do you what do you want? I I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> if we're because, sure you learned that the 90 day fiance fandom they're hardcore i read an article once where they rated uh some of the fandom reality shows and the harshest ones were real housewives of whatever like fill in the city and 90 day fiance and i, I think part I of it is because we i think part of it's because We've all become so invested in the show and the spinoffs and all the things that people do really think that they do know you. And they also do think that whatever edit that they see on TV is exactly who you are and how you're presented. So I, that's why I'm laughing so hard because I try to warn, I try to warn the new people. I'm like, hey, you guys have no idea. 
You have no idea how hardcore. No idea. Like, I've watched 90 Day forever. I mean, since back in the day. But I don't honestly do social media. Like, this show has forced me into doing more social media and posting. And I even had to hire a social team because I don't even know how to do all that. I just learned about reels like a month ago. So I don't, I don't go on 90 day fiance's page and read the comments and see, you know, all of the, just, it's so much venom. Like, just like, wow, people are angry. And no, I, I had no idea. And when I was making a decision to do the show and we were assessing my risk, I honestly did not even no, this shit would go down like this, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, at one point in the show, I was just like, mom, like, am, like can you just, like, please tell me. And, you know, my family was has been so supportive, like my immediate and extended family. And they're like, hell no, don't listen to any of that. Like, we know you and this, you know, if we were telling you that there was a problem, then there's a problem. But we're not telling you that. Valentina isn't saying that. So, no, there's there's no problem. We're having fun. We're enjoying the show. Um, I was talking to his sister often. I send her the shows. Like, I was literally recording the shows on my, my computer just so I can send to them to watch in the DR. So, no, there was no hate re- from the show from them or Got my it. side. You know? yeah. Got it. Now, how did you get involved and in, how did you find it? Did you see a casting online? Did someone send it to you? Did someone say, hey, this is your situation, you should do it? Um, so I was thinking about doing a reality TV show for a little while. And um, after I met Valentine, after a few months, I said, you know what? I think we have an interesting story. It's, it's a different type of journey and um, it's an unexpected journey. And I think maybe we could share it. And so I apply for this show. I filled out everything. I filled out my application, his application. I submitted all because I have all his documents and everything. So I did everything. And mm-hmm. after we were like, I guess it was narrowed down and we were chosen for like, I can't, I don't know how many people were semi-finalists. Then I told him when it was time for us to do like the video interviews, they were like, does he know? And I was like, no. <laughs> no. I don't even know if he wants to do this. I, I don't even know. And they were like, yeah, we cannot move forward unless he agrees. And so initially he agreed and I thought it would be a, a, a not so difficult process, but filming 90 day, uh, love in paradise was it was honestly really difficult um and it it just made me understand the process a little bit better and and it made me choose to want to work with some people and not with others you know if i was to do it again listen a lot of people don't understand um the production end of things right so production right. End of things, uh it's a lot, you know, there's a lot of filming. So you might see on TV five minutes of footage, but that five minutes took 24 hours to film. And exactly. you don't ever, as the talent, you never know what's going to end up on the screen until it's on the screen. And that's in reality TV, that's in scripted, that's just everywhere. But I think that a lot of people um, have not been able to have that experience. So they, they don't know that it is a lot of filming. It's a lot of retakes. It's a lot of making sure you remember exactly what you said and how you said it and how you turned your head because you have to have that consistency. So there's a lot that goes into putting yeah. into a show for sure. Um, I want to talk about your sisters. 
and how you didn't tell your, your family, April, because you seem like my impression of you is that you're close to your family um, and that your family is all very uh, high achievers. And so talk to me about not keeping the secret of being in a relationship for a year. Because when your yeah, sister said, it. girl, stop it, I was like, exactly, <laughs> girl, stop it. So, you know, that's my MO. I'm going to be honest with you. I will date and if I just feel like I don't bring men around unless I feel like they're truly worthy and it was, it's going somewhere. And so in turn, I don't tell my family about it because then if something doesn't work out, then they're asking about it. Like, what happened? But I've really made a point over the past recent months to be more open about dating because I I can be really private and, and, and just keep tight secrets so that's that's not new that's okay. that's my my deal I don't, I don't know so your sisters are used to you kind of being a little bit more private than not they are now they still have the same response like this guy you didn't say anything I said I know I never say anything but it's the same <laughs> and where are you because you know where are you in the sister line so you have how many uh, siblings? It's five. I'm the youngest of five. Okay. That mm-hmm. makes sense, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I w- wanted to go into, because my note says you're bad and bougie, but bad and bougie in a good way. Uh, one of the <laughs> things that I thought was really well represented and I want to give you your flowers for it. April is that oftentimes, and I talked to you a little bit about this off air, uh, but I do want to share it with our viewers and the fandom. Oftentimes um, women who are successful and um, proud of their success and well-versed and educated often get a specific stereotype, especially women of color. And so I appreciate that even if you don't think that you are a role model or you didn't sign up to be a role model, I think that I appreciate the fact that you are representing as a role model for all the young girls out there that are like, hey, I just want to, you know, marry a baller and have a baby and that will be my career. And that's fine if that's what you want to do. But there are other options and, and women come in all shapes and sizes and educated backgrounds. And it's okay to like strive to be a doctor and a lawyer and this one over here with a master's degree. It's a good look. So thank you yeah. for representing. Thank you. Um, now I want to talk about when you were at uh, <laughs> Valentine's. This is this is what I know about you, April. You're super <laughs> well-spoken and, and educated, but you got a little street in you. And and I, I, told that, I was so pissed. I so say that because bad. you're from Texas. And when you did that lecture in front of his family, I was like, oh, the little street part of, of April's coming out here. Because you were like, okay, let me get let me just go ahead and tell you this. First of all, <laughs> let's set the stage, right? So let's let's let me tell you how we got there, right? Okay. So Parts of that was a true reaction, right? And I didn't know I was being, you know, set up probably to, to respond this way. But on our way to like, his parents' house, I gave him a gift. Um, 
the gift was the law of attraction. It was a book. And the last time I was doing it, I bought him a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Because I'm trying to help him develop his thoughts, his mindset to become more than what people think of Dominicans as just, you know, people who aren't successful, don't make money. But he was talking about business. We're talking about starting things like he has to be more developed here. And so I bought them this book, Law of Attraction, because his I noticed over the past few months, like he was just so negative and discouraged and, you know, I'm never going to be this or I'm never going to be that. So I bought him this book. I give him the book and he says, and he throws it in the back seat and says, I'm just going to have a job. I don't want to, you know, read any of that stuff. That's not going to help me get a job. I was so upset. I was so upset. And then also keep in mind up to this point, he's telling me, oh yes, I'm going to come here. You know, you already have a business in the field that I, you know, I'm trained to be a physical trainer, right? Personal trainer. You know, I'm going to come here. I'm going to learn English. I'm going to do all these things. Right. But we get to his mom's house and I don't know what that local fixer told him because it was in Spanish and he talked so fast I couldn't pick it up but next thing I know he's saying it's just not the right time I can't learn English right now you should move here what do you mean move here like where I can't live with your mother I can't stay with your uncle you don't even have a roof over your own head what about my practice what about what am I gonna how am I gonna live and if anybody knows me I have a a a fear of being poor, of being without, because I was there before. I went without food. I went without a roof over my head. Like I've been in, I lived that life and I worked so hard. So where now this man is, I felt like he was endangering my well being by trying to manipulate, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word, but convince me to move into an unstable situation. And it made me really question the entire relationship and this man's mental health, honestly, because I'm like, how the f- does that make any sense? And so I was so upset. And I don't know who put him up to saying it because that and, and of course, later he apologized. And I was like, well, I don't know what the hell to believe. I don't know if that's you. Or is it them? Like, I don't really know. But you got the response because you scared me. Like, I can't do that. Yeah, it, that that all absolutely came across. Thank you for giving us a little bit of the backstory, um, because I felt like it had to have been uncomfortable to have to have that conversation in front of his mom, the grandma, his sister. Um, you know, making you out to be a little bit like, hey, like this is absolutely not going to be enough when that's that's their every day, right? Yeah, and I think it's unfair because you can't expect someone like me who's I've I've like worked my ass off and I'm already, I'm accustomed to these things. And so this would be a huge culture shock. I would be, I would probably like become extremely depressed and unlike myself to be thrown in a situation like this. I know because I went through it. I used to live in the Caribbean. I remember that initial shock when I, landed alone without my dad and these people I don't know I don't know anybody I'm scared and of course it turned out to be an amazing experience and I've made close friends that are lifelong friends and this episode is brought to you by Shopify do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Absolutely love it, but I was scared because it's unlike what I was accustomed to. I was my dad had a very strict structure how we grew up and that's what I know. And so to throw someone into an environment that is un- so unstable, like it really shocked the shit out of me. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. That's, and that's absolutely fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, <sighs> there's just so much. Do you want to talk about the bathroom scene or do you want to skip that part for now? You knew that if you know anything about 90 Day is they're going to get a house, bathroom, and everything there is to see in a house. Like, y'all knew that was going to come. I had no way of avoiding that. And so the fact that people are, like, giving me a hard time, oh, oh, she could have used that restroom. Really, would you have used the bathroom? And it's not that it was dirty. It wasn't even dirty. Like, the thing I'm thinking, like, what if I throw the water in too slow? Because I've been through this. I'm from, actually, I'm from born and raised in Louisiana. But we've been through hurricanes where we don't have water. And my mom is like, oh, you just dump the water and it'll flush it. Mom, I'm not about this life. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm out. So can you imagine me peeing my tissue? God forbid if something else happens. And my boyfriend go in to like fucking dump the water <laughs> would, you would you would do that <laughs> you are, i'm done just close your eyes tell you dump the water because something else slipped out <laughs> nobody is on their right mind gonna be like oh no there's nothing no like this is still like honey like, like we're not married he don't know me like that <laughs> So it's all live. So people who are in the comments talking about all that shit, they're full of crap. Like they they wouldn't know. And there was no sink, by the way, which and I couldn't even process how you wash your hands. And the, and his parents, his mom and grandmom, they're clean. They smell great. They look amazing. They're well kept. And I, but they were they're accustomed to that. I couldn't figure out how do you wash your hands. And I didn't see so so it was too much to process. And my producer knew he was setting us up for failure. And as soon as the scene was over, I mean, we had to run it a couple of times right until we got what he wanted. I went to Dante and I'm so sorry. I know that shit is gonna come across as like crazy on TV. It feels like it's okay. We we kind of like knew this was gonna happen. It's like I'm so sorry. I'm fully responsible. April, you're hilarious. Like, I have tears. Um, yeah, I equated it to uh, the time that Big Ed was taking a shower, um, and then a rat kind of ran across the shower, and he freaked out. So, yes, we're absolutely going to get something like that. It's unfortunate, I think, too, oftentimes, because especially on the other way, there are so many different experiences you can have when you travel. Mm-hmm. And fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, they always show like the, the impoverished parts. They, they do. I don't know if they're exploiting it. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but they know that's what the viewers want to see, right? Yeah. Now, yeah. one thing that's interesting is that 
the producers asked if I would spend the night at his mother's house. And I was like, yeah, it's my night. You know, I'll be with him. But he can't sleep in the same room with me. He got to sleep in the couch because we're not married. So I was like, he'll be right there. I'll be, you know, it'd be like, what's the big deal? Valentine was adamant, no. And I'm like, why? Like, it's not that bad. I've seen the house on Facebook, not Facebook, but FaceTime. He was adamant. He was like, no, absolutely not. This is this is where I he drew the line, you know. And I think he maybe he had enough foresight to that would have tried to use his family situation situation for right you know. entertainment. Yeah, 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 makes sense. Um, let's talk a little bit about. I wanted to wait for our surprise to show up because I wanted to, I feel like you two have a very similar story in that. Um, but since she's not here yet, I think mm -hmm. that I'm going to start with you as okay. a successful, attractive young woman. What is the draw of being quote unquote, a sugar mama? Because we did hear you say indirectly that you were, when you guys were fighting, that you were sending him money. And so I want to talk about that. that. I have really, I have mixed feelings about that. I don't believe that a woman should support a man. I, I just don't believe it. I feel like if you are able body, you can work and you can figure it out because that's how I was raised. Dad didn't give my brothers money. He gave us money. That's great. And my dad also told us not to take money from men. Make your own and you figure it out. So I always have, I've always had an issue with that. Whether you're American and American men hasn't had tried to put themselves in that position to be called man when he's the sugar sugar daddy. No, no. When I'm the sugar mama, he's oh yeah, he's the sugar baby. He's the sugar baby. Yeah, the male version though, right? So I've had it in other, you know, American men do it too. So we're not gonna just isolate Dominicans. But he's always maintained, oh, it's not about money, it's not about this or that. But when I stepped outside of the situation and I looked at it, I was like, oh, I was like, man, if it's not about the money, I'm trying to help sit you a lot of it. I paid your mom's rent. I um, helped you get a job and funded you getting a test and all the things needed to do that. I bought your phones. I, you know, like it's kind of, you say it's not about money, but when I tell you no to sending you money, you all of a sudden, you know, you don't respond to my text. Are you disappear? Are you rude? Are you fuck? Like, I'm not sure. And the last draw was probably about a month ago when he was asking for money. And I was just like, oh, man, this is crazy. I can't do this anymore. So, yeah, he, he, his words may say it's not about the money, but his actions are just questionable. Okay, but what made you keep... Were you sending money and gifts because you felt like it was helping your relationship and ha helping him get more stable? Like, I'm trying to figure out because... There are a lot of women uh, that get in situations that are very similar, and I've always wanted to talk about it because um, <clears throat> it's just really interesting to me. No, that's a great question. So I've always been a very giving person. So I've always done something for others. So I have 
community service events that I have always done where I've given back people around me. I've always helped out and I've paid people bills. I always tell my girlfriends, you know, don't go to him. I'll, I'll pay your rent. Yeah, come to me. I, yeah. Pay, yeah, come to me because he's going to want something, right? Like, I got you. Um, I just paid someone's medical expenses uh, last month. So I love helping people. And I feel like when God gives you more than you ask for, then you have a duty to help other people. 100%. And so I feel like I, I mean, honestly, I, I do well. And I just feel like, what's this little money to me? You know, it can make a big difference for him. And so it, I just, I like helping. I wanted to help. And then when his mom was going to get evicted, I was just like, well, shit. I, I mean, what he's asking for is not a lot for me, but it's a huge difference for him. Mm-hmm. And I like his mom. She's super sweet. So why would I not help her? Mm-hmm. And I wish I was in a position. I mean, I, I wish it was different to where I could do more for them. But you also don't want to step on toes either. Right. So I, I found that I was just wanting to help, wanting to help um, because I saw he was trying, but it wasn't you know, going anywhere. But then there were little things that started to happen along the way that made me extremely suspicious, extremely suspicious. You know, like he would he always said he's going to pay me back. He's been paying me back for over a year. I ain't never seen a dime. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that was obviously a red flag. And the things he was asking for money for was suspicious. And um, he also became extremely ungrateful. And I don't mind going through trials and tribulations with someone, but when you're just not appreciative and you're ungrateful and you're disrespectful, there's just no place for me anymore in that person's life. And that's what happened over and over again, actually. And I'm not going to lie. If it wasn't for those cameras, yeah. <laughs> but it's not about signing your name on the dotted line. I was just like, I guess I'm going to keep doing this, you know, because I can't have to do with no job. I, that That's going to look really crazy. You know, let me just see if something changes. Well, I kept trying and nothing changed. Mm-hmm. And even you know, like I said, up until like a month ago, you know, he was fine. But when I say no, I don't want to give you money. He, you know, and after the show, I made a, I made a, a promise I would never send him money again. And after at the day we finished filming, I never sent him another dime. Plus, I was pissed that he quit the show. I mean, that was a lot of money right there. You could have made a whole bunch of stacks and you quit the show. I set it up for you. I laid out the fucking red carpet and. You just up and quit. So I guess you're not worried about money then. I mean, because they were paying. And so so the three days or four days, however long it was that he took off, he wasn't getting paid because he wasn't filming, which I think that people don't understand. Oh, it was more than a few days, actually. Um, it, it was it was it was damn near half my trip. And um, I was upset because I paid his salary for the month of December and I paid his commander off so he could film. Mm-hmm. And then you just quit the show because you got upset because I wasn't feeling something you were. So, you know, when somebody tell you they want to do something, yeah. we know it's bullshit. Sometimes you may say, ah, you know, whatever. But other times you're like, hey, you know what? This is kind of silly. What are you? This is, I, I can't co-sign this. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was one of those things that happened. 
but I'm just like that, like that you're saying makes absolutely no sense. And I know for someone in her 20s, this makes perfect sense. Like you tell me someone is younger, they would believe it, but I'm older. And you know that that's kind of crazy and absolutely you're out of your mind. Well, he got extremely upset and he quit at that point. Wow. Wow. Now, yeah. the Dominican Republic, it has a lot of it's a lot of stereotypes about the young men there, right? So we've seen this uh, with, I can't think of her husband, ex-husband's name, but we saw it with Molly um, and her ex-husband on 90, before the 90 days. Uh, we're seeing a bit of it with Danielle and Johan mm -hmm. uh, and now you and Valentine and also um, Pedro and Chantel. Uh, so... Yeah. Have you heard the term uh, sanky panky? You know, I didn't know what the hell that meant. I saw it in the comments. Okay. What is that? So uh, sanky panky, we learned from uh, the show that it is what people call uh, young Dominican men who often work at resorts. Um, and they date specifically or look for or prey on American women specifically because they're looking for American women to basically sponsor them. And either that sponsorship looks like giving money or marrying them so that they can come to America and get their green card. And then they automatically leave the woman and go and do what they really wanted to do, which is uh, live in America. And oftentimes that, that means you're not only sponsoring them, but you're sponsoring their extended family. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a whole, it's a whole phenomenon that people talk about. And so I wanted to know if you had heard of this and had you talked to any of the other cast members who have been in very similar situations. So I've heard of it. I didn't know it was termed uh, Sanky Swanky. Sanky Panky. Panky. I think I'm saying it right. Yeah, Sanky Panky. Yeah. yeah. And it, it makes sense because Valentine went off on somebody in the comments for saying that. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Maybe it's Spanish. I don't know. Um, but yes, I have heard of it. Um, that was a concern. So early on when Valentine was talking about marriage and, you know, wanting to come here and he would leave right away, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. Like, I not comfortable with that. I'm not going to marry you. I didn't come all the way this far by marrying someone I've only known for a few months. Um, I was like, I can't do that. And, you know, we had those discussions early on that I would need a whole lot of time. And he was like, fine, well, could you come here? And so I, I established a business and I was looking at real estate, you know, because I felt more comfortable. I didn't want to feel rushed to sponsor anybody. Um, I know people don't know me, but y'all say I'm bougie, but I have an extreme cheap side as well. So <laughs> I'm letting you know, if you think you're going to ride my coattail, um, you're not going to get very far because the moment I feel like you hadn't contributed, you're going to be eating on the McDonald's dollar menu. Uh, we're going to go back to ramen noodles. I will starve with you, okay? Because we're not eating all on my diet. I don't play that. So it wouldn't have gone far. That's all I can say. Uh, and I wasn't in. I wasn't inclined to do a K-1 visa that had come up as well. So he 
you know, got this new job, which allowed him to get access to a visa where I think now he should be able to get a visitor's visa. I wouldn't pay for the visa. I refuse to do the K-1 visa. I'm not going to sponsor you for 10 years. I may not like you after two. I can't do that. That's too hard of a commitment for me personally. That's absolutely. And I, that. I just don't. I hear you, girls. Listen, I hear you. Yeah. Um, want to talk about, so who are you friends with, uh, from your season? I talk to everybody. Okay. Well, well all of the local, so I speak to Scott we speak all the time. Um, Jordan, Matthew, I've spoken to Carlos, uh, Valentine, um, Anna from Brazil. Mm. I have not had any conversations with Everton, never spoke to him. Um, mm. one, I don't think I've talked to him, but I talk to Jessica all the time. She's a sweetheart. Actually, she's going to be here soon, and I wish I could see her, but I'll, I'll be out of town. Um, I'll be seeing Jordan soon. She and I are going to link up. So I'll be seeing yeah. Scott soon. You'll be seeing so, Scott coming to Texas? No, actually, I have to go to Florida for an interview I'm doing, a live. Okay. okay. Yeah. Nice. So he's in Florida, so of course I'm like, Okay, we're all my Florida castmates, all right? I'm I'm coming to town. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> what is dating going to look like for you? And will you do uh, if they ask you to do like another spinoff or like a mm -hmm. pillow talk or whatever? Will you continue to do reality TV? Uh, <clears throat> I'm open. I think it depends on what it is, um, and I think. Also, I asked myself, if I do another season, am I going to still be the villain? What? <laughs> what? Uh, Tanya says Scott is going to be trying to move into her house. Facts. <laughs> yeah, you're going to struggle. You need to go get your boy. You need to go get your boy. You need to whip him into shape when you go to Florida, my friend. Because, whoo! Yes, that's, uh, he's interesting. Um, but what was I saying? No, I mean, I think I'm open. I, I think I have, you know, a better understanding um, of what to expect. I just have to figure out. I mean, obviously, taking off of work is hard. Filming this season cost me a lot of money. It cost mm -hmm. me a lot of money. And I wasn't able to recruit nearly as much because somebody quit the show. Um, so I have to really think about that. Look at my budget. You know, can I afford it? You know, um, the time off, um, away from my business. And again, am I going to be the freaking villain? I, I don't know. Like that's not an easy, that's, those aren't easy shoes to fill. Now, do you feel like you, you were the, uh, only villain of the season? Do you feel like no. that's how you're being portrayed? I feel like I am. I mean, Everton obviously was like, he's a villain, but I feel like from the American side, I'm the, I'm like, if, it's probably between Scott and I, but I think I'm one of the like. Scott has know. surpassed you. Has he? Oh, okay, he makes me. <laughs> April, you you keep doing your interviews and you keep doing your social media, and people will really see who you are, um, and get to know more of you, right? Because uh, watching the season two, it did go by really quickly, um, and so they only got snippets of you here and there, uh, so they don't really know. Um, you know who you are and so right. they'll learn but yeah 
uh, I'm not going to speak on Scott because Scott is not here to say his side of the story, but I will say this. Yeah. I have been doing 90 Day Fiance since day one, and everyone knows me uh, in the community as well as cast members. I will not be covering Scott. Oh, no. And he knows why. I will not be covering oh. him. Uh, I have one more story that I'm posting, and then that's it. So. Oh, I didn't know that something went. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, yeah, I... no, it's it's nothing. It really is nothing. I just will not be covering him. Um, sorry if you've talked about this. Uh, in the beginning, did the show impact her practice, or did patients have issues? It was the funniest thing in the hospital for. I kid you not. The nurses—they're so funny and so sweet. So my sister's a director at the hospital and you can hear them laughing and then the like the CNA would come out and be like, Superstar. <laughs> it was just really fun. It didn't impact my practice at all. Um, it was everybody was just had fun with it, super supportive. You know, we would be in disciplinary rounds and somebody was doing something like under their breath and then like you know, something funny, right? So yeah. it was really fun. Um, I've only went into one patient room where they were like, we just saw a commercial of you. And I was like, oh, well, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that person, so it wasn't as bad. For the most part, you know, I take care of really sick people and I, I don't think they are spending much time watching reality TV. So I haven't had a lot of patients recognize me um, I've had nurses, my colleagues, which is really awkward because I'm like, they're like, what's the show about again? I want to watch it. And I was like, you know what? It's okay if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tanya Skip. says, it's always the CNA is willing to get to the point. <laughs> they're, I love my team, man. Like the CNAs, the secretaries, and nurses. Like they're so much fun. Um, and they, I was really nervous. Honestly, when the show aired, I wasn't sure. You know, I didn't want to be uncomfortable. I didn't want anybody else to be uncomfortable. I was very, very concerned about that. But you know, they really made me comfortable and you know felt okay about it. And it became a you know a fun environment. <laughs> I love that. Um, are we going to have? Because I have some team questions that I put together. Uh, do you think okay. that the other person is joining us or are we? Um, yeah, I don't know if she had issues. I guess maybe, I said five, did I say the wrong time? Uh, click the link in your email. Because I didn't know if um, you sent her the email, so I just texted her to say, like, I don't know if she'll join or not. I did, I did send her the email, uh, but if not, that we're we're fine either way. I just want to make sure if I should be preparing for that or not. Okay. So I'm curious. Does this also show on Instagram? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm yeah, still no. learning. Yeah, no, it, this is a separate show. Uh, when it gets released, we will have it. So right now it's exclusive on Patreon. Um, and then when we release it to the masses, it will be on YouTube. I'll probably put some clips on Instagram. Um, and then I'll send you the link and you could do what you like to do with it as well. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, so uh, I said earlier that you're family seems like they're all very high achievers. You talked a little bit about your dad. Uh, he's a retired judge now. 
Mm-hmm. He's a retired judge, currently state representative for Louisiana. That's amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. Yeah. He's, he's, so, he's and so I'm sure having that as a, a role model, uh, your standards for who you date and who you want to spend your life with must be quite high. It is. That's why I don't bring it home. <laughs> I got. I need time to vet their ass. Like, Let sure me vet you, you real quick. <laughs> you do what? You got okay, and you are what? Yeah, like. <laughs> I get yeah. it. Um, I want to make sure that I've covered everything that I have here. Uh, is it, do you really travel with your own pillowcase? Yes, I do. My own pillowcase and my, um, a towel, like face towel. Those are the two main things I have. And I've been traveling full time since 2017. And I used to not travel with any of those things, but, um, I have bad allergies. And so I have to wash my stuff in special soap and, so that's one reason I have to have my own pillowcase to make sure I have that, you know, I'm not having an allergic reaction to what they use. And then two, the, I, I, the idea of me sleeping on a pillow that somebody else drew on over oh, time wear on me. April, Dr. I, April. And then with the face towel, and I would recommend and caution everybody. What happened is that I started noticing like, the towels would have like small little curly hairs. In oh, them. Good. stop it! Stop it! You know what it is, right? Stop it! Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not putting that on my face. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> Check your towels, girl. Check your towels. On that note, we have a special surprise for you because you know April is definitely keeping us entertained. Uh, but. <laughs> You know, these Texas girls, they don't mess around. So we're going to go ahead and bring Jordan is in the house. I I want more of that story. I came in there on the very end. And so I didn't want, was this on? Because I didn't watch this season. So I'm hearing from all of y'all, like what was going on. You didn't watch this season? did not i did not probably best girl because i cried mid-season I was like, that's what i'm telling you like <laughs> i always tell people i was there when i filmed it trust me i know i know what was going on so right <laughs> i feel you because it was tough in the comments and you don't know and I, some people were like well how is it gonna end i was like no you just gotta watch you just gotta watch were you happy with <laughs> Were you happy with your ending? Um, yeah. Oh, Jordan. Wait, for me, was I happy with mine? No, no. We're going to get to you in a minute, Jordan. Oh. We'll go with oh. Because I got questions. You, know, I, you better be eating your Wheaties. I got questions for you. I was like, I want to yeah, hear about April's ending. Yes. Yeah, the ending was, it, I told Valentine, you know, I said, this, this is how it's going to have to end. Like, there's no way to reconcile at this point. But the thing that was like crazy is that, and I'm kind of glad they didn't air this because I'm just not sure how it would have come. It would have been bad. Like he, I didn't know Dominicans looked at 
people who are melanated or dark skinned differently. And so when the discussion between Mike and I came up, he had a lot of not so nice things to say about his skin color. And so I was so scared that they would air that because I'm like, man, this is gonna, we're gonna get blown back like big time, but they didn't. And it, they just aired the parts where we were calm. It's not gonna work out. We have to take a break. And I was like, okay, I can live with that ending, you know, because I gave him a true scolding. Let me tell you, uh, cause I come from a family of all shades. So I was, you know, he, his viewpoints was very strange to me. And, um, but I'm glad they chose the PG version. Um, and then the PG version at the airport, y'all saw me cursing a lot. So y'all know my mouth can get a little dirty at times. So <laughs> I was like, I think I gave them enough profanity on the last episode. So let's just see how they portray me this last episode. Cause I know everyone's calling me a bougie, you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, I thought the ending for you was, the ending for both of you ladies, I thought was good. Um, I feel like you guys came to your senses by the end of each of your storylines. Um, Jordan. Yes. Jordan, I have so many questions for you. And they will be rapid though. First and foremost, I guess what we, uh, the fans, are trying to figure out is so... You and Everton were together for 12 years on and off, right? How did you guys meet? Um, we met on vacation. I had a girlfriend that was getting married in the islands. And so he was our tour guide. And as the story goes. And then um, what? Okay, so here's what here's I'm going to preface it by this. Jordan, you seem to me to be like entrepreneurial, very smart beautiful and educated. And I'm trying to figure out um, how this relationship came about where you're giving 600,000 to him. Like, is he a business owner? Is he, did he, did his, his background is in business? Did he go to university for business? What made you, what made you trust the fact that he could help you establish this business? So I've known him a very long time and um, something I always want to make it known is he took care of me long before I ever started doing anything for him. And so when we met, I was in school and so he was providing for me. He was doing everything. He was flying me back and forth, anything I wanted. He was sending me money. He was paying my bills. Like he, he was always giving to me. So also specifically with him, one of the things that I really want people to understand and see in him is I come from a very academic background. I dropped out of grad school to pursue other things. And so something I have seen is there's so many other ways to be successful and it doesn't always have to be through this traditional academic route. And so that's what's amazing about me and him. Our partnership is like we're so complimentary and I can't do the things that him and I can do together by myself. And he can't do the things that him and I can do together by himself. So when you put us together, like we always say we're a dream team and it's just complete opposite skills coming together to make a well-rounded team. Okay. So what, what is his profession? Like what does he do for a living? He's on, he's in tourism. 
Some tourism? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I would say tourism and then construction because it's just something like I watched him build a family home in Jamaica. He built his family or his boss's house in Cayman. Um, during COVID, um, you know, there was stuff. So it's like he, like construction, construction and mechanics. I would say they're hobbies of him. Um, I can't say hobbies because they bring in a lot of money too. So he just, he has some really solid skills and he just works them well. Okay. And so you guys are, you're, the goal is to have like an apartment complex and then rent them out. Yes. And so the way the system works in Cayman is we we have plans for the land, but really you can't start a business in Cayman unless you are a resident landowner. Like I had to get the land to be able to be able to get a business license. So um, tourism, we really want to focus on getting the boat. That's something that I've always talked about. Um, and so I have a mentor. We're looking at kind of the best way to do this because I don't want to borrow anything else. Like um, it's a cash thing. And so we just want to make the best use of cash. And we're putting it into something um, that's going to turn around and make us more money to put into something else. And so it looks like we'll probably do tourism. Um, and that's going to help do a cash development because we're not trying to borrow it. I hear you. I hear you. And these interest rates, it's cash. I'm not borrowing nothing. I mean, both you and Dr. April um, come across as, like I said, very smart, entrepreneurial women. Uh, did the two of you commiserate a little bit about your experience? Um, just as both, you know, being in Texas, having these long distance relationships, did you guys use each other as support systems? We're, I'll say we're trying, we keep missing each other. But we, um, she was the first one, or she's the only one I've ever met in person. So we crossed each other during a filming. But then, like, we have plans later this month, we're going to try and link up again. But um, I'll say we're trying to meet up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, okay, so, Jordan, do you feel, and, and you can feel free to, uh, not answer the hard questions, but the viewers want to know. So your relationship, why did you think that you were engaged when it looks like Everton didn't think that you guys were engaged? Were you engaged like years earlier or? Editing. Okay. <laughs> and were you not expecting that? Um. So generally speaking it's a, it's a joke between me and Everton because and even him we go in between like he'll introduce me as it would be girlfriend fiance wife and so it could be at any given time it could be any different thing and so it's just I don't care about the title um and so it's just because it's always been a joke I'm like what am I today because sometimes you introduce me as your wife sometimes I'm your girlfriend so like, it's just, it, he uses all the words, but I'm the type that like, I don't trip on that. It's more about the kind of relationship we have and the fact that I can rely on him. I trust him, you know, what we're building so he can. Girl, you still trust him when he was cheating on you? Like he wasn't. <laughs> Listen, she was no surprise to me. I'm sorry. I was a, a surprise to her. She like, I'm not worried about her. Like the island was closed for two years. Me and Everton have an understanding. 
Like that woman does not bother me. She can, if he wants her, she can have it. Like, but he doesn't. So I'm not worried about it. Like, I'm not worried about it. I would. Okay. I, Cause I was like, I feel like whatever level Jordan is on, I need to get to it because like, you were so calm and you were so like, you were bothered. It looked like when, from just the viewer's perspective, it looks like you were so calm. You got the voicemail, you were bothered. And then throughout the rest of the season, you were like chill about it. I was like, how does she get to that? Because I know that I would have been going all the way off. Well, it's, again, it's an understanding him and I, like we have a 12 year relationship. It's always been long distance. Um, I just kind of always say like, I enjoy, like we don't cuff each other. You know, I don't ask him what he's doing. He doesn't ask me what I'm doing. Like, I don't care what you're doing because every time I call you, pick up the phone. Anytime I say I need something, you provide for me. Like, I don't question it because like I, he keeps me solid. Mm. So it's, and then also too, like, that's my thing. Like if he wanted to go somewhere else, he has every, he could at any time for the past 12 years, he could have made a different choice, but he hasn't. And so like, that's, Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, um, yeah. The two of you, April, I'll start with you. Uh, and I asked you this before, but because we're kind of doing like a single ladies empowerment, go women uh, interview. I asked you this earlier, but because it's the three of us now, what is your future in dating going to look like? Will you entertain DMs? Uh, will you entertain long distance? I'll start with you, Dr. Carter, and then I'll go on to you, Jordan. I'm keeping an open mind. Um, if I meet someone through DMs, and I mean, you have to got to shine because I don't even check the DMs like that. But I'm definitely keeping my mind, my thoughts and my heart open. Let me say that. Um, I'm okay with long distance because I live I travel full time. So whether you're in Houston or Memphis or like, I'm not there full time. And so long distance inherently works best for me um, as opposed to someone who's too clingy, clingy and need me every day. Um, I definitely think that the type of man I am going to date moving forward will reflect the type of men I've dated prior to Valentine. Gotcha. And Jordan? I... I'm always open, but I'm also like, I've never been a dater. And so um, I'm very much a free spirit. I just kind of like, that's how I met Everton. I just travel, I float around, I meet people. And um, I always say like, when you're my person, I feel it. And so like, it's never, I'm never going to be on a dating app. It's never going to be like something I'm looking for. It would DMs too. Like I'll talk to you, but like, I'm never going to meet someone offline. Like I have to like feel you in person to see mm. you. It feels right. And I'm like April, like, I love it. I, I really, and I think it's like the kind of women we are, but the thought of a traditional relationship, like, I, I don't want him here all the time. I'm, you know what I mean? I like my space. I've gotten so used to my own life. And um, I want someone who has the same, same thing. Like they have the same thing. So he's busy. I'm busy. Um, so I like long distance. It, I think it works well for me. So then uh, I think you really answered the question, but I will just clarify for the viewers. So like the whole traditional married picket fence, all the things that's not necessarily what you're looking for both. And that's for both of you questions for both of you. I'll start with you, Jordan. 
Oh, yeah, no, you got yeah, for me, no. I'm curious because I feel like me and April are similar. So I'm curious her perspective. But for me, I've never like I've I've never been the girl looking for marriage. Like, um, so it's interesting to me the girls that do. Um, so yeah, April, how do you feel about that? You know, I've a little bit opposite. I have longed for marriage and just finding my person. But as I get older, it's a little discouraging and I'm less, I, I'm okay with being by myself if I don't find that person. I've accepted that it's okay. I love me. I have fun. I have a great time. And it's, it's a mistake if I don't find that person. Um, I have my family. <clears throat> I mean, I, I feel like, and I've said it before uh, on our show, I feel like we need some, we need some new fresh crop out there in the single streets, ladies, because it has been looking bleak, looking <laughs> bleak. I'm going to go ahead and call it out. I don't know what's happening over there, you guys, but you need to like figure it out, rewind and start again, because some of these men, and I too am not a like a dating app person. I do like something to be more generic or, you know, like don't slide into my DMs because like I'm not I'm not into that. Um, but I also think that the caliber and standard of men has been it's just a little it's been a little lacking, lackluster, lackluster. Open a door. Plan. Exactly. Plan a little something, something. Pick up the phone. Yeah, the texting. I don't, mind, I don't mind texting. Like, I love it. I'm a texter. But, like, if you're going to text, follow it up with something. Like, the plan should not only just be through text and then I should show up somewhere. Like, let's 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 put a little more effort into it. I am not your buddy. I agree. 100%. Because <laughs> it's true. Trash, trash, <laughs> ladies. Um, let me make sure. Jordan, oh, the, okay. So, the fans want to know uh, since you guys, you and Everton were like on and off for 12 years, how come you hadn't met his family up until that moment? Um, certain facts have been changed for the gotcha. show. Gotcha. That's it. That's, yeah. I mean, that's it. it happened. She's explained it. And I think that because I'm the one that's not under contract, I would say this. If I was filming a show and April and I touched on this earlier, but if I was filming a show and I was the producer, I'm going to have a lot of footage and I'm going to film a lot of different ways so that I can get a storyline out of it. So that could be like I said with April, you could be filming for 24 hours and you're getting five minutes of footage, uh, but it also has to fit in the storyline. And let's all not forget that reality TV is reality TV, right? And so even though there's no script, I think what uh, people get confused between scripted and unscripted, uh, scripted is there are writers. There's a writer's room and people sit down and write a script and, and the actors come in and they say their line and the other actor says their line. But just as important and just as um, 
multifaceted is unscripted. So unscripted is still a show. There's still a bunch of producers and there's still talent. That talent is not given scripted lines, but they are given a scenario. Let the scenario play out. So I think because we've been watching the show so long, oftentimes the 90 day fandom forgets that. Um, and I always like to warn the new people like, hey, listen, buckle up. Buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy ride. We <laughs> survived the first season. <laughs> I said we survived our first season. We did. Both of you survived. Uh, Jordan, I'm really happy that you came and joined us because I think that uh, people, like I said to April, people only saw you for five minutes at a time and the season went by really quickly. And I think that people are... Um, you know, coming to conclusions that are based off of the five minutes. Have you had that experience or do you feel that? I honestly am not paying attention. Um, I kind of say, like, that's one of the reasons I did this show. Like, that's my joke. I've been talked about my whole life. So I'm going to give y'all something to talk about. So if y'all want to talk about it, I'm going to let you. And I'm just going to, like, do what I need to do. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Tanya says, that makes so much more sense. Yes, girl. Yes. Scripted and unscripted are very, very similar. Just think of it as, you know, one has words and one is ad-libbing. That's it. So what are your future plans, Jordan? What, what are you working on? What is important to you? What is the next few? I mean, it's really Cayman. Like the, um, the risk and the the job we have ahead of us is real. And so I just, um, you know, cause everyone keeps asking me about dating and like, it's there, but I'm just, I'm so focused right now on making sure I get this right. So. Tanya says, Jordan is queen of unbothered. Love it. <laughs> Stay off Twitter and you don't know what's going on out there. Uh, April, talk to us about, yeah. so you yeah. have uh, quite a few businesses. Um, mm -hmm. What is the next little while looking like for you? So are you like a traveling doctor? Is that is that what's happening? Yeah. 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 I'm a traveling doctor and I have a business in multiple states, so it keeps me moving a lot. Um, so for me, my next step is I'm, I am scheduled to open my third Hotworks location here in Houston. So Excited and yeah, nervous. Uh, but the CEO called me personally. I was like, "Okay, like, what, what are you doing this? Like, it's been long enough. We need you didn't film, you didn't had your fun. I need you to get get your head back in the game." So, I'm gonna uh, start working on my third Hotworks location, and of course, you know, doing what I love the most, which is practicing medicine and spending time with my family. That's wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. Ladies, this has been so good. It's been so good to get some of these questions out of the way uh, and really just put a personality outside of the show. Because I think people forget, like, you guys are real people. You have real lives and you live outside of the uh, outside of the screen. And so I really just wanted to take a moment and let people see that. Um, because it's easier to judge behind a keyboard and a screen than it is anything, as we all know. Um, April, I asked you this question. Jordan, uh, I will ask you as well, because uh, the fans do want to know. Are you friends with any of the cast members besides Dr. April? So for me? Yes. 
Um, I talked to Jessica from our season a lot. I would say she's the one I talked to the most. And then um, I talked to Matthew. I talked to Carlos. Um, there's a couple, Robert and his wife from another season. So um, Kimberly has, you know, I've chatted with her a little. So I'm, I would say I'm trickling into like former cast members. And I was told by our crew, they're like, you know, the cast is great. And they have been like, they're available to us for any questions. They're super supportive. So um, yeah. it's been good to network with everybody. You guys are like a little family because mm -hmm. you go through that similar yeah. experience. And I think that people don't realize how it's, it's a grueling process. You're, you're filming all the time. And so to be able to share that experience with other castmates, you know, current and former must be a great support system. Well, ladies, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. The middle of the Sunday, Sunday, fun day. Uh, April, I appreciate you have all the safe travels. Jordan, I will be keeping an eye on all things Cayman Island and, uh, Definitely, you guys, we should do this again. Yes. Thank you Absolutely. so much. For having Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having you. me. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.